to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. All right, so purpose of the Method to the Madness is to get to the bottom of what really works, what doesn't work, and I think most importantly, like why things work. I like to kind of use the science to back up the coaching techniques versus the other way around. And I just think it's important to understand what we're doing. Hence, there is a method to the madness. And today, I'm going to talk about why you all, you all, yes, look in the mirror, you right now, look in the mirror, are doing cardio all wrong or maybe all wrong. All right. Before I get to that. Speaking of doing things all wrong, don't hire the wrong real estate agent. Do you want to get your house sold? Do you want to get your house sold at the best price for you with the less hassles, least amount of hassles? Then you need to contact Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. He's got a whole army and every time I open up Instagram, he, Lynn, or somebody on their staff has sold a house. I mean, you know? Success begets success. I mean, if it's working, they obviously know what they're doing. And I think that's true in all realms of life with business and everything else. All right. So give them a shout at thegildengroup.com. Not that long ago, just a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the adaptations with cardio and there are adaptations to all forms of exercise. And if you remember... An adaptation is defined as a semi-permanent change. So something that brings about change in the body. That's what we want. We want change. So in this sense of cardio, if you remember, the biggest change that happens is the left ventricle goes through hypertrophy. Good hypertrophy, not cardiac myopathy, which is something different where the chambers of the heart get thicker. No, left ventricular hypertrophy, which means that the left ventricle has gotten a little bit stronger, bigger, and therefore pumps more blood per beat, and that is actually called stroke volume, all right? Stroke volume increase, which comes from left ventricular hypertrophy, increases cardiac output. Cardiac output is the amount of red blood cells pumped per minute, Thus, we get more oxygen to our working muscles, okay? So, the number one adaptation we want to gain from doing cardiorespiratory exercise is left ventricular hypertrophy. So, we want to make the heart stronger. The muscles that propel the heart in that given exercise stronger. And really when we say stronger in the sense of cardio, it really means more muscular endurance. And we want the pathways that actually lead from muscles to heart to improve. And we call that like a neurological adaptation, which I talked about with strength training. So those are the main adaptations that we want. We want greater capillary density, and that comes from more oxygen being pumped to the blood vessels. We want more muscular endurance. We want left ventricular hypertrophy. All right. Again, 
I'm not trying to blow people away with, uh, you know, terms and definitions and the sound all smart and stuff like that. I'm really, really not. I mean, I think a lot of that stuff is useless, but I want you to understand. I mean, it's useless in the sense of trying to do that to people. In other words, not useless in actually understanding it. But what I want you to understand is that there is a method to the madness. And so when I make claims like you might be doing your cardio all wrong, this is why. Because my premise is this. Most people do cardio to burn calories because they're trying to lose weight. That, I have to do a poll, I guess. You know what? I will do a poll and I'll report back to you either in our emails or on one of the later podcasts. But I'll do my own little poll. Keep in mind, the polls that I do, uh, I don't always get, you know, the greatest and finest answers. I mean... I try to use social media and we all know what a, a joke essentially social media can be. Now I will say, uh, you know, threads made by Meta is a little more positive and, and it's trending in the right direction that way. But when I do polls on Twitter, I usually will get just super sarcastic answers back. People trying to pick fights, you know, people are just like really awful on social media. They treat people like they never would in person. Because I promise you, if uh, some of the people said some of the things to me in person that they say on social media, they'd be punched in the forehead. And that's just all there is to it. So, but, you know, I don't even know why I went on that little rant. Because that's what I do, which is, you know, hopefully you enjoy the podcast because it is unedited. I just, uh, you know, speak from the heart. So hopefully you pick up on that and can gain a lot of information. But also know that I'm just a straight shooter with this stuff, too. And I'm not trying to edit. I'm not trying to make things all great. I'm just trying to speak to you with the knowledge that I have, like we're having a conversation. That's what I do with my podcast. But I will put the uh, poll out there on Facebook. I will put it on threads. I will put it on Twitter. And we'll just see. But if we go by what my experience is, and I think I've got a little bit behind me, 30 years most people are doing cardio to burn calories, to lose weight. Uh, the athletes, the endurance athletes, like the runners and the triathletes, the cyclists and the swimmers and rowers, well, they're a little bit different. They are actually doing cardio to increase their performance. <clears throat> but, you know, those are like, we got some extremes here. We got, you got one end of the people who are, really performance oriented and they want to run their best 5k times or they want to get a PR in a sprint triathlon or they want to get a PR in an Olympic triathlon or in a half Ironman or whatever or you got the people on the other end that are simply doing cardio because they know it's a way to burn calories right and so what happens to the people in the middle like everybody else because Essentially, in a way, everybody should be doing their cardio similar to the endurance athletes, except we would eliminate the performance factor. But the way people get faster at triathlons is the same way that we get our adaptations from doing cardio. In other words, they're doing their training correctly. I mean, not, you know, again, I don't mean that all these endurance athletes train correctly. A lot of them don't. But the goal of them trying to improve their cardio is the real correct measure of doing cardio. 
Not saying that some of them don't train correctly, because some of them don't train correctly. All right. Not, you know, we all have areas where there are things that everybody can do better. But the way they improve their performance are those adaptations. So when you measure a trained endurance athlete, you will see that they have a greater degree of left ventricular hypertrophy. They have a greater stroke volume. They have a greater cardiac output. They have greater capillary density. And all those things show up in having a higher VO2 max, lower blood pressure, lower resting heart rate. Resting heart rate is the best indicator that we have for our cardiorespiratory fitness levels because think about what that is. If your heart is beating less frequently per minute, but obviously still giving you the same amount of blood because obviously it is, or it would have to speed up because your body needs a certain amount of oxygen, red blood cells, and if it's not having to beat as fast, that means it's pumping more blood per beat, and that's stroke volume. If it beats faster, let's say your resting heart rate's in the 90s, well, you, you really need to work on that because that means your blood, your heart's having to pump, let's say, 30 beats more a minute than somebody of good fitness with a 60 resting heart rate. That's more work, right? So we're trying to make that heart more efficient, and that happens from improving your stroke volume, which happens in improving your cardiac output, which all happened because you trained the heart, which is a striated muscle. Striated muscles can grow. Skeletal muscle and cardiac muscle is what we call striated muscle, where your organ muscles, your smooth muscles are not striated, so they don't grow. All right. So... We want to train that. The whole reason we should be doing cardio. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the whole reason we should be doing cardio is to improve the cardiorespiratory adaptations. That's it. That's the main reason. Now, I get it. We want people to be more active. Absolutely. Absolutely want people to be more active. But why is cardio and activity synonymous with each other. Cardio should be an adaptation in exercise, just like activity. If we really want to get down to the nitty gritty of definitions, physical activity is defined as any energy expenditure that you do. In other words, it could be walking to the mailbox, it could be playing Frisbee, it could be walking your dog, it could be climbing stairs, it could be anything, uh, touch football, tennis, pickleball, anything. It could be hobbies, it could be exercise, it's all the above where exercise is actually defined as working on one of the components of physical activity in a structured, organized manner. And the components are strength, endurance, body composition, flexibility, and cardio. So exercise is a part of physical activity, but it's not physical activity. So yes, we should all be more active. That is absolutely one of the reasons why America is getting fatter and fatter. But that doesn't mean that's the sole reason or even the main reason or a good reason to do cardio. You should really keep up on your activity no matter what. Ellen always talks to people about the 360 rule. Every 60 minutes, get up and do something for three. Don't sit too long. Our good friend in California, Karen Richardson, 
who is an icon in activities of kayaking across the Atlantic. I mean, crazy things. And I don't mean crazy in a bad way, crazy in a just an unreal fashion of some of the things that she's achieved between jumping out of airplanes and um, kayak. She holds some kind of record. She'll listen in and, and call me and let me know. But anyway, she was asking about, you know, sitting. What's the best kind of sitting? It's like, well, and she didn't mean what's the best kind of sitting. She meant like, how do, how do I attack sitting when I have to work? And it's like, we get up and we move in the best way possible. Like there is no ideal exercise ball to sit on or chair. We just have to really get up and move around with that. All right. So yes, we have to improve activity for sure. But really what I want to get hammered home today is cardio is meant to improve your adaptations. It is not a great tool for weight loss. Now, there have been studies that have shown in a weight loss center here locally with a doctor that I know very, very well, and I'm not going to state his name just in case I say a tidbit of the information wrong, although I get the absolute gist of the studies, which was cardio is actually not that great for helping people lose weight. It's not that great at all. These comes, this comes from the fat loss studies. Now, it did say it's a good way to not regain weight, and that is true. But usually I think it's true, and this is just uh, me being speculative here, because people get involved in activities and they don't want to gain weight again. But in any event, it is not a great weight loss tool. It is a decent tool to help you not regain weight. Now, here's why I think it's a bad weight loss tool. And this happened with just somebody the other day. It's like when people know they're going to do cardio to burn off calories and to lose weight, guess what they do? They eat more. They eat more. They justify it. And I promise you this, the best way to lose weight is through your diet, period. I mean, why on earth would I tell you otherwise? Why? Think about that for a second. I'm a personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach, exercise physiologist. I mean, if I was unethical, which there are a lot of trainers out there that are, there's just... That's true in all walks of life. I'm not singling out my industry. It's just, that's just the way, unfortunately, a lot of people roll. They have to, you know, they have to put their own head on their pillow at night. I, you know, it's just not me. But if I was, I could just tell you that it's all through exercise, sell you a bill of goods and, you know, tell you not to worry about your diet, but come to me more often. I mean, isn't, is, wouldn't that be my motive if I didn't care? I mean, think about it. Why would I tell you that exercise is not the best way to lose weight? when that personally impacts my pocketbook, right? I mean, number one, that's just not how I roll. Number two, I know that, you know, I mean, you're eventually going to have to deal with somebody that's going to go, hey, man, thought you said if I worked out every day for two weeks, I'd lose weight, you know, and you said I could eat pizza. I mean, no, I don't feel like dealing with people like that. So, you know, I just believe in being honest, telling the truth, and good things work out. So why would I tell you otherwise? The only way to really lose weight is through your diet. I promise you that. It's the only way. Exercise has a million other great things. I would do it no matter what. I do do it no matter what. It is great for your fitness. All of it. Cardio is great to lower your resting heart rate. I mean, I like going to the doctor when I sit down. I don't like going to the doctor, but I mean, I like when I go to the doctor and they take my blood pressure. Oh, your blood pressure is good. I'm like, oh, great. You know, that's, that's good. You know, I don't want to be told, oh, it's, you know, 160 over 100. We need blood pressure meds. But, ah, oh, shit. 
you know, that's not good. Uh, that means that, you know, sometimes that is genetic, yes, but then other times it's due to my own, you know, making. And we know that if you do a lot of cardio, your, your, your cardiac response is going to be good. I mean, we, I've seen it so many times as a trainer. I never violate my scope of practice because that's just stupid to do and tell people to get off the blood pressure medications. I don't do that. But what I will say is you never know. You keep exercising and improving your fitness. Maybe one day your doctor will tell you to. And guess what? I've seen that happen multiple times. And I've seen it even more than that. Just have them tell them to cut it in half and don't take nearly as much. But I've absolutely also seen it where they say, get off your meds. I mean, that's awesome because they've improved their cardiac condition. That's what you, we should be doing cardio for. So when we do cardio... We want to try to elevate our heart rate. We want to get our heart rate up basically as high as we can tolerate, depending on how long we're going, and then cool down. But that's the objective. It's not just to move your legs. It's not just to get activity, although that activity is absolutely great as well. When I finish, which will be in a few minutes, I'm going to briefly tell you about the sedentary exercise syndrome thing. Yes, I know, yet another label, which is kind of silly, but it does make an absolute point for sure. But again, the biggest problem with using cardio as a crutch is if you're using it because you want to lose weight, you're going to eat more and you're just missing the point. And you're going to do a lot of garbage cardio, you know, meaning garbage cardio is it's not going to be high enough to get an adaptation because you're barely moving. And, you know, then you're wasting time and you're bitter because you're not losing weight and then you quit exercising. So you blame the exercise. It's like, well, it's not the exercise's fault. You know, it's the fact that you're eating pizza, you're drinking beer, you're drinking wine, you're eating Tostitos, you're eating hamburgers, you're going to McDonald's, you're drinking milkshakes. You know, all those things is the reason why you're gaining weight. And then you think that your 30 minutes on the treadmill at 3.5 is going to counter that. Hate to break it to you. But like if you're of average weight and you're on the treadmill for, say, an average speed of 3.5 miles an hour and you're doing 30 minutes, you may be burned 130 calories in 30 minutes. All right. So if you're using cardio to burn calories, that's a banana, people. That is one banana. That's one banana. Let that sink in. A banana is 110 calories. Your 30 minutes just burned a banana. So obviously you can't keep up with that. So instead you should be thinking about you know, okay, I really want to move, improve my cardiac response. So I'm really going to get my heart rate up for 20 minutes on something, whatever. I'm going to get it up for like 20 minutes. This is going to be vigorous. I'm going to be sweating. I'm going to be, my heart rate's going to be high. I'm going to be breathing heavy. Then I'm going to cool down. You start doing that. You're doing cardio because you're trying to improve your heart rate. If you're thinking about burning calories, you're going to go longer. And guess what happens when you go longer? You go easier. All right. And the cardiac is a muscle. Your heart is a muscle. It's not going to respond very well to low intensity. All right. Now let me finish with sedentary exercise syndrome. All that means is that they've done studies and found that people that exercise regularly sometimes don't do anything the rest of the day. Okay. That's, and, and again, that's not what this podcast is about. But all I'm saying is that's why activity is so important. You can't do that. You can't do your hour of exercise and then stay on the couch all day. You then have to apply Ellen's 360 rule or any rule that says, man, get up and get moving. Go walk your dog. Go play a sport. Go walk around. You know, do something. Don't just sit around. You know, that's where that comes in. 
All right. Speaking of sitting around, they don't do that at overhead door of Daytona Beach. Zach and Jeff Hawk are the owners. They're awesome professionals, just like our real estate, the Gildens, and they will absolutely take care of you with the garage door, whether it be customer service, getting a new garage door. Uh, we're looking at one that's absolutely beautiful that Jeff brought in and showed us the pictures of. I'm like, yeah, I want that bad boy right there. They got great prices, but even greater customer service. So if you need help, check them out at overheaddoordaytona.com.